Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross, and I would like to introduce Anthony Gray, running for Dane County Supervisor in District 15. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement as to the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office, and why you are running for the Dane County Board. Well, Shell, um, first I'd like to thank you and the League of Women Voters for creating this opportunity for us to chat with our assembled constituents. I'm actually running in District 14, and I'm an incumbent and uh, am running for re-election. And fundamentally, what has drawn me to public service throughout my entire life has been the question of closing the wealth and achievement gap between black and brown folks and many others in society. Um, I'm a firm believer that the instability of black and brown families, financial instability of black and brown families leads to many of the other achievement gaps that we you know, so often talk about when we talk about racial disparities. And so working on that effort is what drew me into public service, and it's the reason I'm running for re-election. Thank you. As we enter the third year of the pandemic, what do you think the county has done well? And what more does the county need to do to ensure the health of our citizens? Well, in my judgment, the county has been very, very good about making the right decisions medically. I think it is crucial that us as policymakers, you know, Shell, I'm an attorney. My role as a policymaker is to listen carefully to the medical professionals as they let us know what the best medical way is to proceed. I think the county's done a really great job of making sound medical decisions. Um, if I had to pick something that the county could do better, I would probably say communicate. I think it's really important that they let folks know, you know what they're doing, why they're doing it, when they might be doing something different. So I think, I think all of us can always improve from communications and I, I certainly think this is no exception. This is a particularly important question for me as I have an opponent who is avowedly anti-mask and anti-vax. And I firmly believe that we need to have medical professionals dictating policy in this area. Do you think the county has the right priorities in addressing the environmental issues we face? Would you recommend any changes in approach? I think the county has fundamentally the right priorities. I've had the privilege of serving on the Environmental, Agricultural and Natural Resources Committee in my first term. So I've had a chance to see it from a host of different policy angles. I definitely think that there's things we have to do in terms of flood remediation. Everyone remembers the flood that happened a few years ago where we lost huge parts of downtown. Um, we can't have that happen again. And with climate change as an ever-present threat, we really have to take it seriously and begin integrating it into our policy choices. The other piece that we've worked on a great deal in what we call the Ener Committee, the Environmental and Natural Resources, is the remediation of PFAS, these what they're called forever chemicals that have gotten into our water table and really are carcinogenic and harmful. And so working hard on trying to get that out of our water and air 
is um, one of my priorities in the upcoming term. How would you like to see the county respond to the increased cost projections for a new jail while addressing community safety concerns? My honest opinion is that this is going to end up at a referendum where the voters are going to get to decide themselves how they'd like to spend 170 plus million dollars of their money. Um, last night at the committee meeting, there was a bill to add $24 million to what we were already considering spending on the jail. I just don't see a consensus arriving on the county board. There's 37 of us. So I don't see a consensus. Last night, what they did was delay the vote on the move movement in, because it became clear that it would not get the two thirds necessary to pass. I don't see that changing. My suspicion is that it's gonna end up as a referendum. And I can say that regardless of my position on the issue, which is I'm broadly not for an expansion of the jail, um, I can live with the people deciding how they wanna spend their money. The board recently approved $10 million for the new behavioral health crisis triage center. What do you see as the next right steps for the county to take in addressing mental illness and substance use disorders? I think they have to work as hard as we can, and we're trying to integrate substance abuse counseling, mental health counseling, basic civil service support into the criminal justice system. You know, people talk about what you want to do with the police department. I often say that what we want to do is redirect some of the resources so that our law enforcement officers are back to doing law enforcement. And we can integrate some of the other professionals that bring skill sets in those specific areas. So I think it's a great first step. I think we need to continue integrating the other professionals into law enforcement so that people aren't put in jail if they have a mental health problem or if they have a social service crisis. Um, right now, people end up in jail because there's, no, there's nowhere else to put them. Um, we just don't have the skill set available. And I think we need to invest the resources to make sure that those skill sets are available to people in need. How would you evaluate the county's current efforts to increase the amount of affordable housing and are there any additional steps you believe the county should take to address this issue? I think that the county has done a fairly good job of moving in the direction of increasing the affordable housing stock in Dane County. Um, one of the things that it needs to do better is bring some more expertise to the table from the policy side. This is an area I have some experience with having developed the 39 unit apartment building in Middleton. Um, all 39 units were affordable workforce housing. And so there really is um, kind of a method to the madness when it comes to creating policy that encourages um, developers to increase the housing stock. And I think we, as a county, need to use some of that expertise um, more liberally to make sure that we are supporting the projects that are gonna advance our policy objectives. What other important issues face the residents of your district 
And how do you propose to address them? Well, in my district, they have broad concerns. They're not just parochial. They're concerned about climate change and how it impacts flooding. They're concerned about clean water and air and what we call the forever chemicals, the PFAS. They're concerned about personal safety and property safety. Um, you know, young folks going out and, and joyriding in cars and, and that sort of thing. Um, all of which are legitimate policy concerns. I think that we need to take it, you know, we have to walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't think any one of those issues is any more important than any other. And of course, the big overarching issue is how are we gonna continue to deal with the pandemic and how do we begin to transition to endemic? Um, moving out of the point where it's acute and a crisis and moving into a new world, whatever the new normal is, where we can learn to live with some measure of this um, scourge. So I think all of them are legitimate issues and I think we need to apportion our resources accordingly. Um, you, I used to tell everyone, you, you wanna know what a man believes, look at his budget, look where he puts his resources. And I think that's how you should judge the values of the county is how we spend our resources. And I think that those few issues are a really good place to start. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I would like to say that at least as regards closing the wealth and achievement gap, there's still a tremendous amount of work to be done. And it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something I've been passionate about my whole life. I've worked in entrepreneurial encouragement and financial literacy areas. And I would really love to continue that work on your behalf. So if you have listened to some of the ideas I have and you think that they make sense for the county and you happen to live in the 14th district in the southwest corner of the city, I would be enormously appreciative of your help and support. I wanna thank Anthony Gray for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day is Tuesday, April 5th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison's City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.